So this is your spoiler warning for Logan. Where the hell did my pen go? There it is. About 23 minutes. 22, asshole. Should make, should make that the new spoiler warning for on, for insiders only. Where the hell did my pen go? <laughs> you don't listen to every episode. You don't know you're about to get spoiled. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reward the listeners that care. <laughs> Which is us. No, not even us, because you guys don't even listen. <laughs> it's, it's me. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and his Super Friends. Well, we know the real reason Professor X lost his mind is because even he couldn't figure out how the X-Men movie timeline works. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this week is Andy Stolls. Snicket. And Mike Bradley. Hello. <laughs> Who suddenly developed an accent. <laughs> and for... He says Snicket, nobody <laughs> says anything. I do an accent and somebody has a problem. And we've got Ian Leidig back. I am the Moon Star. <laughs> I don't know where you get these from. You, did you take time to think, think of that ahead of time and write it down so you were ready for that one? I, I just got that like ten seconds ago. Okay. I'm ready. I'm here. Good deal. <laughs> uh, all right. So as I've been doing the last few weeks, I do want to remind everyone that we are steadily approaching 100th episode. So my idea for that is to hopefully get some fan interaction for. Anybody that wants to chime in in the form of like topic suggestions, questions you get, you guys may have for us. So if there's anything you want us to talk about, anything you want to ask us, hit us up and we'll see if we can work it in the show. So you can get in touch with us either on the Facebook page, which is probably the most prevalent way to do it. That's probably where, where we're the most active. Uh, but we also now have an email address at bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com or you can tweet us at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. Any of that stuff works. So keep that in mind over the next month or two. And uh, you can send us stuff. We'll see if we can make it happen. Otherwise, you'll be stuck with whatever the hell we decide to talk about, and that'll be it. But for hashtag Kong is king. <laughs> Sorry, fuck King Kong. Oh, we're... yeah, they got a lot <laughs> of fuck King Kong. They, yeah, they got a lot of fuck King Kongs in last week too, which was a video game episode. So it's really odd to hear them talk about King Kong out of nowhere. But I think it's in there. It's going to be called the Three Years War someday. For what, King Kong? Yeah, for us. Oh. <laughs> just gonna continue. This is our life now, Brian. Until, until this movie comes out. That's true. I guess it is three years away, right? 2020? This is the yeah. King Kong Godzilla movie? Fuck King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so before we get waylaid in with more King Kong Godzilla talk again, uh, for, this, for this week's episode, we're going to talk about Fox's latest movie in the X-Men franchise, which is Logan. So Hugh Jackman has announced a while ago this is going to be his last outing as Wolverine. And then I think within the last week or so, Patrick Stewart announced this would be his last time playing Professor X. So this movie has a lot to live up to. Uh, and I know we're all anxious to talk about it, so I'm going to just come right out of the gate. We're going to throw the spoiler warning out there. So if you haven't seen Logan yet, this is your chance to pause us. You can come back to us after you've seen the movie. And if you've already seen the movie and or don't mind being spoiled, spoiled, you can continue listening and we'll get to all the spoilery details for you. So this is your spoiler warning for Logan. 
Spoiler! Spoiler! You know, something like that. Uh, Alright, so we are into the spoiler zone. And I think even before we get into the movie, we we talked a little bit beforehand whether or not to include this before the spoilers or after the spoilers. So we'll, we decided to keep it into the spoiler zone just in case anybody you know, didn't want to get spoiled for this little tease that happens. But we do get a Deadpool teaser that's actually played in front of the movie. I expect it as an end credit scene, but we got it in front, almost like a the last trailer you see before Logan starts. So were you guys expecting the Deadpool teaser? Did that surprise anybody? I thought it was coming. I thought there was going to be something that got thrown in there. I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be like a full teaser like it was or something random. Oh, yeah, I could have just said Deadpool coming soon, you know, and maybe his voice in the background, but he actually got, like, a little bit of a scene. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. almost two minutes, I think. And actually, yeah, if anyone, you know, if you're still listening and you haven't seen it and you want to watch it, this is actually out on YouTube. You can see it out there. I think it's under Ryan Reynolds' YouTube page. I Correctamundo. I know I put it up on the Facebook page, so you can probably browse, browse through our Facebook page, too, and find it. Either one of those ways works. Um. So yeah, if you want to haven't watched it or you want to watch it again, that's probably a good place to go. Uh, so yeah, what Agreed. do you guys think of the the teaser? Anyway, we don't get a lot, but we got a lot of ass, and I really appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it was vintage Deadpool, <laughs> you know, like it it really did have that feel of something Deadpool might do in the comics. Um. And, like, as soon as I seen somebody walking in the hoodie, it was kind of like, oh, it's going to be Deadpool, sweet. But when he drops the mic or the the headphones out, it was just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, what asinine thing is he going to have to say about Wolverine in this one? And it didn't disappoint. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch it until I watched it on YouTube, but did I think, Mike, you even pointed it out to me, too. But what the phone booth says on the side? Oh, uh, yeah, Nathan Summers is coming. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I think it was C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> Nathan Summer's coming soon. So, more confirmation we're getting Cable in this next Deadpool movie. Which, he still hasn't been cast yet, so we got to wait and see when the hell they're going to figure that out. It's a hard casting. Did you guys it see re- the movie posters behind Deadpool? Uh, Firefly? I s- yeah, I saw Firefly. Firefly, yeah. Where did they find those? That's what I want to know. Like, who still has Firefly posters? So, so, it, but is I mean, is that their hint that they're going to take Nathan Philly on? As what Cable? Yeah. I mean, I could be. I haven't heard his name pop up in any type of rumors for in the running for Cable, though. He'd probably be a pretty good Cable. That's kind of why I was saying, <laughs> like, he might not be bad. <laughs> I'd put it more to the point of like. Since it's a Fox property, that Fox yeah. is probably trying to say, hey, we're totally up for a Firefly revival. Which I think they've even come out and said they would do it if Joss Whedon wants to do it. How would that even work? They ended the show. Because they the canceled it. No, but like with the movie, though. Like, was the end of yeah. what the show would have been. <clears throat> I'm sure they got story. Like, there's enough in that universe to play with. That would just be yeah, the season prequel. Out. Yeah, that would just, or even like that would have been like the season one arc or something. I'm sure they I mean, could have planned at, something out for other seasons. At this point, you would just make a new sci-fi show that's like in space. Like you don't have to just do Firefly. Like it's dead, guys. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. That's what a lot of people think. But then there's the other side that they're still <clears throat> hopelessly waiting that that show's going to come back. 
Yeah. I mean, it. it's one of those things where they, like you said, they could write a whole new story arc to it and go with it. Um, I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe that's what they're teasing. It's just, a, just a thought. I have no concrete evidence to that. It's just, just a thought. It's all under Fox's roof, so that they wanted to, they could. Or, or maybe it's Deadpool trolling Fox. That could, you know? that could be too. <laughs> that, that's actually probably more likely. So, um, was that guy that died Uncle Ben? <laughs> the, the actor, or? <laughs> well, I don't mean like literally. No, it wasn't like... the actor, but he's saying like, was that Uncle Ben getting mugged? <laughs> Deadpool that's, that's not saving him. <laughs> That would be hilarious if it was, but I, you know, they couldn't ever actually confirm that since the properties aren't together. But <laughs> yeah, that's a, that would be a fun Easter egg. I didn't really put that connect the dots for that one, but that would be actually pretty. That would make it funnier if it was someone of importance yeah, but... in the Marvel universe that Deadpool just let die. I thought it was also weird because it seems like the YouTube version has more to it. And I didn't understand why that wasn't in the movie theater one. Yeah, because what does it have more to? Stan it? Lee it has was a cut out of the. Cameo. Yeah, they cut him out of the theater one. <clears throat> I don't know and why. Has more, know. He has like more a, dialogue at the end too. But... It's like a two-second clip with Stan Lee that they decided not to put in the theater. And it's great. Oh. It's like his best cameo ever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Tony Stank is a pretty good one. <laughs> I think Stan Lee would argue that his favorite one was being in the strip club. Uh, yeah. For the first Deadpool? Yeah. I was actually a little surprised that they got the rights to the Superman theme. Yeah. that I mean, I that, that could be something that, you know, is just out there and you can't really do much about because it's... I mean, you'd think so it's prevalent, owned by they could alter a... Warner Brothers in DC, and yet it's used in a Fox Marvel property. But I mean, it's one of those things where they have they... like guys that just try and really recreate the sounds of that kind of stuff. So it could have just been something that was really close. I mean, I don't have it memorized by heart. You know, so change like two well, notes and they get away with something it. like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I was gonna say is change a couple notes and go with it. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool made fun of Green Lantern too in the first one, but that's all in house. That's all, yeah. like, under Warner Brothers and DC. That's the same property. This is, like, competing companies. So if, like, even... No, he's saying when, when Deadpool in, was in making Deadpool, fun of... Making in fun Deadpool, of he made fun of Green Lantern. Yeah, but they didn't, like, show Green Lantern or something. That's a little they did. different, I think. Did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like a baseball card in his wallet or whatever in the beginning. Yeah, during the opening remember. credits. Yeah, but I don't know. I still feel like that's, like, they get away with that since it's all owned by the same company. Is it? Green Lantern. Oh. DC. Yeah, Green Lantern. Oh no, 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 yeah. I'm okay. I'm totally fucked up. I'm. I apologize. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say, what are you? I'm uh, all stuck on the uh, the Superman DC side. I I keep forgetting we're talking about Marvel. Yeah, Green Lantern is DC. Yeah, I got you. Whatnot. I got you. Okay, I'm yeah. on. I'm on the same page now. Okay. <laughs> the host. The host lost his mind for a minute there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it, there's not too much again in the teaser trailer other than like, hey, Deadpool two is happening. Um, yeah, who saw that coming? Yeah, really. It didn't even really say Deadpool 2, and it just said Deadpool, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean Maybe they'll just use the same name. Does that mean that there's still a working title coming? Probably. I don't know if they'll call it Deadpool 2 or Deadpool and Cable or something like that. Yeah, it it could go that way. Deadpoolio. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, they, they could have that whole argument happen between Cable and Deadpool, whether it's Cable and Deadpool or Deadpool and Cable, because that did get switched. What like, they... the, the original comics were Cable and Deadpool, and then not long before the movie came out, they re-released the graphic novels under Deadpool and Cable. Well. They swapped it, and they, they could have that whole argument go. That would be an interesting fourth wall break. Yeah, that would be our fun. first trailer. <laughs> yeah, whoever's yeah. cast as Cable, they just have that argument in the trailer. Yeah, that that would be great. Are you listening, Fox? <laughs> we just we wrote your first trailer for you already. Just do it. Uh, all right, anything else for, for the Deadpool teaser? Because I think, obviously, the meat of the show is going to be in Logan, so we got to get to Logan here. Yeah, I mean, I thought the uh, the part where he was getting changed in the telephone booth was pretty damn funny. But as soon as he like laid down on the dead guy, I was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm not really laughing anymore." <laughs> <laughs> you got to have thick skin to laugh at everything Deadpool does. Yeah, it's not for the easily offended. No, never. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get into Logan now. I think I think it's a good good time to start getting into the meat of this one. Sure? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, all right. So where do you guys, anything you guys want to start with? I mean, I have my list of questions. I'll see what we hit just over the course of a um, discussion, but wherever you want to start. Far and away the best Wolverine movie they've made. And it's not even close. This one actually felt like a good movie all around to me. Yeah. And I don't feel like, like the, the other ones, like, well, the first one just felt like crap all around. From that the start to the finish. Origins, Origins Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah, that was a pile of shit. Yeah. The, the, the second one felt good until we got Hulkbuster Silver Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, that screams it, it, studio it, interference. Yeah. It, it definitely does. But, I mean, the, the other thing is, like, Viper, I don't know how good a villain she was for the second one or anything, because, I don't know, it was just kind of strange. But this one felt very grounded compared to what they tried to do before and it hit it hits you in the feels you know it, it really does yeah it, it like throughout the whole thing it kind of has a very a much more emotional tone to it throughout the entire movie uh anybody else want to chime in andy ian i i lo- i love the uh visceral nature of the way they did wolverine this is the first one that actually had him severing limbs and, you know, braining people with his claws. <laughs> it was it just, I was um, hoping that they would do it, and I was a little taken aback that they actually did, because I didn't think they would have the nuts to do it. They did it. I was pretty surprised. I just, uh, it's a pity that they waited until Hugh Jackman's last movie to do it, because yeah, I really would have liked to have seen more of that. Yeah, they definitely put everything they had in this one. Yeah. Not quite. The one thing they still did not give us with Wolverine and Hugh Jackman was the actual Wolverine suit. Oh, that's true. We yeah. S- we, did, we did not get that. That was the one thing I was hoping would make a flashback, some sort of ridiculous appearance. I thought it would be great. But getting to see Adamantium meet flesh for real, that was definitely awesome. Yeah. Uh, Ian, anything? Well, I think what they're saying about the claws got me just, like, Makes you realize how unsettling it is to actually slice through someone with like metal claws. <laughs> like it's not like other stuff. It's really like fucking weird and gross and stuff. Like 
fucking yeah. weird as shit to like <laughs> see it actually happening for once. Like you don't get, you can't get that like in a comic book. You can't like feel it like that. And for them to actually right. go out and do it, it just really makes you realize how depressing it has to be to be Wolverine to, to be doing that to people <laughs> day in day out. Not not to mention like how good a thing it has been throughout his entire run as Wolverine that he has a healing factor with all that random blood that gets sucked back into him on the claws. Yeah. You know, if he if he didn't have a healing factor, how many diseases would he have? Oh, that's true. <laughs> like, ooh. it's very unsanitary. Yeah. I mean, I think we get that first look at it is like what those claws would be like if he his healing factor wasn't up to snuff with the pus growing out of it and everything. Like, you know, the it it's something that they don't ever really touch on much in the comics or other movies is that every time he pops his claws, he actually bursts his own skin to pop the claws. You know, it, it's not just pulling them out is par- probably painful for him. Having them out is probably painful. Let's well, like they established that in the first X Men movie. Like Rogue even asks him, "Does it hurt?" And he says, "Every time." But that's I think true. That's something they did really well with this is just show how much pain he's just been in. Yeah, like yeah, how hard it is to be Logan. He's been through some shit. Like, everyone around you is going to die because you're basically immortal. Yeah. Your only way to, like, fight your superpower is to rend the flesh off of other people. <laughs> Fucking heavy. And they did a really good job of conveying that, finally. Yeah. Yeah, I did like how the like the opening of this movie definitely just sets the stage. Like, you are not watching what you've come to expect from an X-Men or Wolverine movie. As soon as those four Mexican guys try to jack his ride and he starts slicing them up. You're like, well, this is definitely not not what I expected. No. Yeah. I expected um, like Professor X or something to be in the trunk because he's like, don't hit the car, don't hit the yeah, car. Yeah. I mean, I, and I also touched a, a little bit on like the actual Old Man Logan comic in that where he tries not to pop his claws and fight them off with them at first. Because, I mean, that for in the comic that that was kind of a big deal is he didn't want to use his claws anymore and you know they have to beat him mercilessly and get told by him to let you know leave me alone blah 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 and all that before he actually decides okay fuck these guys and i'm gonna you know he tries to like ration out with them first like telling them like oh they're chrome plated lug nuts you're not gonna get them off that way oh you know See, I didn't really interpret it. That whole spiel. Interpreted that he didn't want to pop the claws. I I interpreted it that he just almost physically can't anymore. Yeah, they they went to that part too with him pulling it out. Yeah, because when he so first like when he pulls the one all the yeah, way. Out. Yeah, because the one didn't come out all the way, and he had to literally yank it out later, so it fully extended. Yeah. Um. So, what do you guys think of uh, Hugh Jackman's last time playing Wolverine? He did a great job, as always. Uh, there's a video he tweeted out recently of him ADRing the lions. Of, like, the fight scenes, like, uh, running yeah, through yeah. going, hur, hur, and then doing the claw shit. And it was really good to see him just, like, throwing his fist around and shit for that. <laughs> and all the other stuff he does, he does, did a really good job in this of just showing his actual emotion in this and not just trying to be the cool Canadian dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, his... Um, specifically, his performance as X-24 was really badass. Oh, like, he yeah. He just looked so frightening and 
menacing as X-24. I, I don't know what he did differently, but it just you could see it in his eyes that he was just there to fuck shit up. Yeah, it's amazing. They just, like, shave his head, trim his beard, and what, make, sort of, like, de-age Like, he doesn't look makeup-wise that he's really, really yeah. old. And he had, like, a right. perma scowl. I mean, I mean, Logan always has kind of a scowl, but, like, X-24 just looked like, do not... He looked like, evil. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, immediately looked evil, yeah. Yeah, you you knew that was not something to be fucked with. That was just pure primal rage is what yeah. that was. Yeah. Not, I mean, that's a Wolverine thing. Yeah, um... And speaking of X-24, I was actually somewhat disappointed that it was X-24 and not Dakin. Yeah. You know, that that it was, a, they could have just went that route, and Dakin is still technically his son slash clone, whatever you want to call it, and just have it be a different actor that they created and have him have Dakin's claws and all that, you know, that would have been interesting. See, I think the but, reason it was, it was like, like the X-24, like the younger version of Wolverine is... The whole movie is like him struggling with himself and what they wanted him to be and trying to fight against what right. they made him. So he literally faces off against what they wanted him to be. So it works thematically right. in the movie. Cuz even like Oh, I I agree. I I know we were talking about Dakin before. So when he first the, like the other claws, the other set of claws come out and then you're like that's immediately what I thought of. So, oh, that's got to be him. And then they just classified it as X24 and that was pretty much it. Part of me was even thinking too; it would have worked. It would have even worked too if they had Sabretooth come back for that. That's what I thought it was going to be sure. when, like, the guy went up to Charles. I totally thought it was going to be Sabretooth. Yeah, I thought just because you know, I feel like you needed to have some sort of, uh, you know, like Wolverine's nemesis or some other type of really big villain for him to show up. I think that's what really helped this movie, though, is they didn't like force in like any unnecessary villains. You got your what you needed, and yeah. it just worked. It yeah, because when they're really complicated, like why they're there, you got it. Because when they tried to bring other well-known X-Men villains and characters into a movie for Wolverine, we got X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was flooded with <laughs> yeah. characters that had no business being there. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, for all the flack that movie gets about how bad Deadpool was, it does not get enough flack about how bad the Blob was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it it, it doesn't. I, I mean. Even I remember nobody... the blob in that movie. <laughs> oh, be thankful. The only one I thought they kind of got right in that movie was Gambit. I actually did enjoy Taylor Kirsch's Gambit. I mean, for yeah. the very small amount you see him, yeah, they actually did seem like they got him right. But it was, what, yeah. three minutes? Yeah. Yeah, there was not enough Gambit, and there was too much blob and fake Deadpool. Yeah. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that was the whole thing with the Deadpool. Is Deadpool went south for them as soon as they decided to turn it into a friggin' experiment with a sword that comes out of his arm or <laughs> the, and laser eyes. And they, that's where it went wrong. Ryan Reynolds killed it as Wade Wilson before that. Oh, yeah. You know, so they didn't go that route in this movie. And I feel like they made the right choice without trying to bring in another villain. That being said, I feel like they could have had the same thematic elements that you were talking about had it been Dakin and just looked exactly like Wolverine. You know, it could have, they could have just had it be cast as Wolverine. Same exact thing, just put one of the claws underneath his arm instead of three on top. Yeah. And you get the same effect in the movie, but people get to see Dakin. I think just a younger version of Wolverine. What's that is they really just wanted it to be Logan again. Like, that's why he's, like, telling Charles it wasn't him that killed him and stuff. 
think that's what they really wanted from that though is to be like that that's what he would have been i yeah. think that's why they did it they really wanted that moment yeah um so what do you guys think of uh the the newbie x23 i can't think of the actress's name now i didn't look her up I think it's like um, Daphne something. Yeah, I mean, it yes. was her first. It was her first movie, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It, didn't it say introducing blah blah blah? Whatever her name was. Laura. Well, that's that's her real name. Character. That's her, her slave character name. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I what I will say about the character X twenty three in this movie, Laura Kenny, or whatever you want to call her. Um, I thought it was awesome that she kicked more ass than Wolverine did. Um, I would say it was even. <laughs> I just felt like it, if she did all of her stunts, I am thoroughly impressed with that little girl. Yeah, because the, the, the it was more intricate what they had to do with her. Like, yeah, Wolverine cut a bunch of dudes up, but hers was actual like acrobatic ninja shit that they had her doing. Sure. So, so if she actually did that, I, I don't know. I'd have to look up and find out if she did or not. But if she actually did, holy crap, that girl's awesome. Even if she didn't, she did a great job as the character. But the fight scenes were incredible with her. Yeah. I think the actress did a really good job. I mean, she did get a little annoying with like some of the talking. When Wolverine well, I mean, told her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that yeah. was kind of the point, though, so... I mean, I, I think she did an incredible job for not speaking in the movie for so long. Oh, yeah, half the movie, you she's I mean? mute, and she's just conveying with screams and stares. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, she did a phenomenal job. And even, you know, once she finally starts talking, too, like, even all the Spanish she's rattling off, I was like, holy shit. Well, I imagine the actress probably speaks Spanish natively, yeah, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. Still, it was just a, it was a different turn, I guess, for her character that I wasn't really expecting. Kind of caught me off guard. I like guard. that they didn't subtitle it. Yeah. Yeah. You, they didn't need to. I mean, that that was the important thing about it, is you didn't need a subtitle to know what she was saying. You know, like, you, they framed the movie well enough that you knew what she was trying to get across without being able to speak Spanish. So, that's, that's, yeah, go ahead, Andy. No, go ahead, Ian. Well, that's something I think they did really well with the movie, is not have to explain stuff, like, we hear about the whole Westchester incident over, like, a grainy radio report. Yeah. And that was enough for mm -hmm. me. I was like, okay, I understand that. I get that. They didn't have to, like, beat me over the head with it. Like, there was really right. subtle storytelling in here that treated the audience with respect, and I really liked that. So are we led to, we're led to believe that Professor X killed basically all the X-Men, or at least the ones at the mansion? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Which is an interesting inverse from the comic, because mm -hmm. in the comic it's actually Mastermind tricks Logan into doing it, and he sees himself killing a bunch of actual villains and enemies when he's actually killing his friends in the X-Men. So it was an actually, I felt like that was an interesting turn, having it be Professor X that did it. Yeah. Which, another great turn for the movie is what happens when Professor X gets Alzheimer's. Holy crap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like... Has that ever been explored in the comics? Because I feel like that was new to me. I'd never seen something like I, that before. I don't recall it. And I've read damn near every X-Men comic there is, and I don't recall ever having experienced that. Yeah, yeah, you never... Yeah, because so, they basically classify him as like a WMD, right? Doesn't somebody... that I think Donald Pierce mm -hmm. calls him that. 
Uh, so I have a question yeah. about X-23. Go for it. So when they put the adamantium in her, she's, what, 10 years old or so? Yeah, sure. something like How that. How does she grow, and does the adamantium grow with her bones? I don't understand. Well, that's the thing. I don't think her bones are coated. I think they just gave her claws. Yeah. she. I don't think she's indestructible in this version of her. The comic version is like Wolverine indestructible, but I don't think they went that route for the movie. Because I think you're I right. Thought, like her, her small body, thought, like if it's coated in antimantium, the bones won't grow as she grows older. So I think they only gave I, her the I, claws, and that's it. But they had they had her whole, like her legs open and stuff too. I thought she, they gave her adamantium. I thought that was this the scene with her and all of her limbs. Did open. actually? I mean, unless yeah. that's how they get the foot claws down there, I don't know. I mean, it's either that or it's well, just weird I don't genetics think that was a thing. Foot claw, was it? I thought it was just a boot claw, or like a boot knife. I mean, her character, she has claws that come out of her. She has one single claw that comes out of each foot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah, you mentioned like the the female lions having the back claws. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it's like she would have bone claws that come out of her feet if they didn't coat her in adamantium. Yeah, I mean, like in the comics, if they didn't give her the adamantium, she would. They don't add the whole mechanism. It's you know. She would have a bone claw. I mean, yeah, Andy, you might be right that they cut up in her legs and stuff. So I don't. Maybe I'm just interpreting different. But I, I, I have the same sort of assumption you do that if she is coated in antimantium, she won't be able to grow very well. So I just assumed right. that they, or they didn't she, give that all or to if, her. Or if she does grow, like like this part of her bone, you know, like half of her forearm would be antimantium, and like the other third of it wouldn't, you know. Yeah. You would you would think the adamant adamantium would prevent her from growing though. Like I agree with that. Like you would think that being encased in it, the bone wouldn't be strong enough to break adamantium. Right, but she's got healing powers, so maybe the bone would be strong enough because it would just. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I think we're going down an unnecessary rabbit hole here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, my my actual conjecture on this is the people that made the movie in that scene did not consider that as a possibility. Okay. Did did they didn't? I don't think they thought of that. Because in the I'd comics, like when they the do it to again. her, she's an a she's she's a young adult in the comics when they do it to her. Yeah, yeah I mean she's I, like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, something like that. I think it's just one of those things where they won't need to bring it up. They don't think so. They didn't feel the need to explain it. Like like most X Men movies. Yeah, but this isn't as like, like us. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> like this one, I I don't think you're going to think about it too much if they have her in another movie and she's taller. I would agree with that. Um, so what did you think about this version of uh, Professor X? And I think a- Andy, I think, was the one really pushing for he's a, he's a hallucination, which yeah. I was totally yeah. on board for until we saw the movie and you re- realize he is not a hallucination. He's actually there. He is he's not. It was a good theory. It was. I, yeah. I enjoyed that theory. But yeah, are you disappointed I... that he's not a hallucination? No. So it worked for no, you. I thought. Uh, I thought. Um, uh, what's his name did an excellent job again. I don't think he can Sir really. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I don't think he can really not nail Professor X because he essentially is Professor X. Yeah. But he was born to play that character. Yeah. Um, it was a little. It was cool to see Professor X kind of not be so serious. <laughs> because oh uh, yeah, he was hilarious at points. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I would say Patrick Stewart did a great job playing the crazy old man with Alzheimer's in different points when he's chasing him around in the chair and <laughs> whatnot. That was great. Yes, yeah, definitely. It a... added. No, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say it added humility a little bit to a movie that didn't have much. It had a couple chuckles, but you know, it still had that heavy tone to most of the movie. Mm-hmm. So a, a chuckle here and there at a crazy old man, even though it's kind of dark to be laughing at an old man with Alzheimer's, is uh, was necessary. It it points. Well, it's such a you know polar opposite from what we remember seeing Professor X or what we've seen him in past movies. Like that's just it was really unexpected to see him have that kind of turn for him. Gave him a different side of Professor X to play, one that I wasn't expecting to see, and one that I think I enjoyed a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I honestly was very surprised when we got a lucid Professor X dropping an F-bomb. Yeah. Like, that was, uh, that was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming, because that's way out of character for Professor X. He's very, you know, prim and proper about the way he speaks most of the time, and... Well, I guess, uh, James McAvoy has a little bit more fun with Professor X. Like, he seems a little bit more lenient and is able to do a little bit more with the character, so I think they finally gave that to Patrick Stewart and sort of just let him run with it, maybe. True. I mean, and McAvoy's played a much younger version that you don't never really see a lot of in the comics. Right, So you yeah. don't, you know, so they have more leeway with what he was like when he was uh, a drunk <laughs> for yeah. a period, you yeah. know. Uh, Ian, you got anything on Professor X? I'd like to, because he was out of our main three characters, the only one that wasn't outwardly showing how broken he is as a person, like, meant, like not because he's got Alzheimer's, but, like, he wasn't, like, depressed and pissed off at the world the whole time. But then when he's in the bed talking about Westchester, you can see even he is now broken. Yeah. It's like everyone else in this film. I, I really enjoyed that, I guess, in this, showing us that no matter how, like, big and strong our heroes are, they're always going to hit that point where they're just not super anymore. Yeah. Good way to phrase that. Uh, yeah, were you guys surprised when, uh, you know, t- go, spinning off from what Ian was talking about, Professor X sort of confessing on the bed, were you guys surprised that that was when he went and how he went? Yes, very surprised. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they they gave that a good shock moment for he's dead, holy shit. Yeah. I kept thinking that it was a dream Yeah, mm-hmm. Professor X was having, that Wolverine was going to kill him, I'm like, what? I don't understand, and then I'm like, "Holy shit, this is actually happening!" Okay. Yeah, it took a little bit, even for me, to like, to like catch yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, it took a couple of minutes for it to finally sink in. It's like, no, this is actually happening. He did just just get stabbed through the chest. He is bleeding out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's safe to say we all expected Professor X to die. I think that I, was. I, I'd like to go back to our uh, trailer podcasts because I think we had predictions on who would survive the movie. Yeah, I didn't we actually did. go back and listen to that one. I probably should have. Damn. Should have wrote them down when we made them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good I at think my I, notes. I think I predicted that Professor X was a figment, so he didn't even exist and was already dead. But I think I predicted that Logan died at the end, too. That sounds I right. I remember. Because at the end of that podcast, I believe we all went around and said, who survived? I, I think we each picked one or the other. I don't think we each picked both. No. So I don't think any of us were right all around. No. And what I will say about the end of the movie and you saying Logan dead, one, this is Wolverine. 
He's never dead. Do you notice like, how it, it, he kept waking up throughout the film? Like it was a dream the whole time? He just kept waking up like 12 different times during the movie? <laughs> I, I felt like that was from fatigue. <laughs> I'm just saying, he like, kept waking up like this wasn't really happening. It could be. Just, like, I mean, but to me, that. like, you, you can destroy Wolverine as many times as you want, and he just keeps coming back. I mean... I don't know. It would be interesting to see whether or not they go that route to... Because they'll recast Wolverine someday. You know, they're not going to make every X-Men movie from now until forever without Wolverine. Um, unless there's a reboot entirely of the franchise, it would be interesting to see if they have him come back as a different character or a different actor and explain some way that, you know, it took six years for him to regenerate after having died then he looks different now because <laughs> worms yeah yeah so you're Something, saying if they sort of know. try to keep somewhat of a, this continuity because even though it's all fucked up as it is but somewhat of this x-men franchise continuity and, and they recast wolverine you're going to cons- consider that as him coming back from the dead essentially if they keep the continuity yeah they have to okay How what if it just would, takes I mean... place in the past well that's different okay in the past, I mean, if you're in the past, you're in the past. Because I'm with you. I think you they, just... they are definitely going to recast Wolverine. They're not going to let this character just sit there and have nothing to do with them. But I definitely think they're probably going to wait a little while before they finally recast him. And by then, they might be ready to reboot the entire thing. So I'm, I... Or maybe Marvel will finally have control. Yeah, that'll never happen. At the rate they're pumping no. out X-Men movies, there's no way. No. But I not say... for a long time. People have to stop going. Yeah. And... They're making a turn for a better type of movie with Logan, so I don't see that happening. Because they're talking about uh, getting another X-Men movie proper, like probably a fourth one with like James McAvoy and Jennifer Lawrence and all them guys. They're, they're still talking about something like that. Um, they're talking about an X-Factor movie. We're going to get Deadpool. I don't know whether they're going to spin off to like another Deadpool like sequel, or I've heard that they're going to put Deadpool and Cable into X-Factor. They've been rumored to have a new Mutants movie coming around sometime. So that's at least three other movies that they're looking to come down the pipeline. Well, that, that's what I was going to hit you with, is you got your preview of New Mutants in this movie. The, those kids are going to be the New Mutants. They the, did the, mention, yeah, Professor X said, we have a new mutant. Even said yeah. it, so. See, I thought it, I was reading it, I mean, stuff online that a lot of those kids, it, at least based on their powers and names, that they go into X-Force. Yes, the New Mutants also create X-Force. Um, the New Mutants series ends with number 100. Cable is introduced in New Mutants 87, Deadpool in 98, and then that series turned into X-Force. Yeah, okay. So a lot, But they cut a lot of the characters that were in New Mutants when they started X-Force. Gotcha, okay. And believe it or not, it's also a stem from X-Factor. Uh, some of the characters introduced in the original New Mutants series were characters that Cyclops took on at the school in X-Factor. Okay, so it all comes back around then. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, there is continuity they could follow there, but as soon as they said the one kid's name, or I, I think I seen it on the list of names, or she was saying the names or something like that, but as soon as I seen Richter, yeah. I said, we're getting New Mutants. Because there's other ones there that have abilities similar, but Richter is one of the... 
heavy hitters for the New Mutants and X-Force early on. And you've seen his powers. They're, they did a pretty awesome job of showing what he can do. That was uh, the, the, Earth, the, movie. the Earth moving guy? Yeah. Yeah, he basically has like earthquake powers. He, he can, you know, crack the crust and do what he wants, you know, kind of thing. Seismic powers. There we go. That's there you what go. I'm looking for. Um. All right. So I guess we're, you know we were sort of surprised that they they killed. Well, not surprised, but maybe surprised how they did it. Killed Professor X. Are we? Were you guys surprised that they killed Wolverine? Or were you expecting Wolverine to die at the end of this one? I feel like since we knew it was yeah Hugh Jackman's last one, we were expecting it. Okay. I you know yeah, I didn't know if they'd if, let him just ride off into the sunset for the eventual like if he ever changed his mind to come back that they'd leave it open for that. Speaking of riding off into the sunset, this movie really did feel like an old western. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I I mean the the thing I'll say with riding off into the sunset is the only way Wolverine rides off into the sunset is death. I mean, I like, if they were going to let him live, death. I figured they'd just send him off with the kids. And he could just sort of be looking after the kids the entire... Like, that's how his ha- happily ever after type goes. Yeah, but then that it, that sends us down the path of we need a new story. Then what happens with him and the kids? You know, there's something along those lines. It, it Wolverine requires finality because of the fact that he essentially can't die. So you have to find a way for him to die. And I think that's what they were trying to do with this is... I I don't think the one thing that I didn't feel like got as much explanation as I wanted is to why his powers waned. Well, I like, thought it was I thought they did explain it. For the, did I miss that? The, I think it's a combination the, the, of the the adamantium and just old. The age. adamantium is is poison. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. The the poison in the adamantium is slowly doing that, but. That, that that still causes issues for me on a level of his body can fight off any poison there is, his mutant power. But I guess with slowing down with age, okay. plus his body is the poison. It's not like he's it would go away eventually. He's always going to have the adamantium. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, yeah, but I mean, that, I mean that's the same thing with Deadpool's healing power. And him and Wolverine are very similar, even though Deadpool heals faster and is able to heal from much worse things, evidently. Um, yeah, but we're, as know, far as the movie universe is concerned, we're led to believe Wolverine's been around a lot longer. Yes. So the adamantium thing has been a problem for 40 years? I'm not sure what it is in the movie universe, something along those lines. Well, according yeah. to Apocalypse, 60s. he got the adamantium in the 80s. Okay, so 30-odd years then. So... That well, was no, no, 84? more like fifty because it was twenty twenty nine, right? In the movie, yeah, they did say. The oh, date. that's right. We're jumping forward in the movie. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so we'll, yeah, fifty ish years. Okay, so as he's getting older, his healing power slows down and can't keep up with the poison anymore. Right. Okay. That's their justification. I, I can buy that. Plus, I think they pointed out he didn't want help, so like he didn't go out of his way to try and prevent this from happening. Like he wanted it to die. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could have just sought out Magneto to remove that amantium from his skeleton. Yeah. Or worked with someone I mean, just cause... to, like, because he had that, like, juice thing, you know, like, the helped him mm-hmm. heal for the final battle, like a version of that or something. Just, like, make him, like, better over time with medicine. 
<laughs> yeah. Farmer Sakura sure. Energy Studios on fire in this, episode, <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. I don't know about well, you guys, but I was pretty shocked to see Taliban. Again? Yeah, the, it, a second appearance for Caliban was kind of cool. Yeah, I love how they never really established that he was in X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just completely ignored that fact. <laughs> well, it, the, the other thing I was hoping for slash expecting at some point to happen, because it was a Fox Wolverine movie, was that Caliban was going to go full monster version of Caliban. Um, if you don't recall, Caliban, when he becomes a horseman of apocalypse, is turned into like a crazy monster sort of thing where all he can do is just track mutants and want to kill them. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. And yeah, he turns into, it's a pretty cool looking monster, honestly. I was hoping to see it at the same time as I was hoping they didn't do it. You talking about in this movie or X-Men Apocalypse? In either or, I was hoping it didn't happen because it it would just cheese up the movie a lot. Oh yeah, like there's there's no way to do his monster version and not have it cheese up the movie. I still feel like that could have fit in X Men Apocalypse because that movie's pretty cheesy, but here it wouldn't have worked. True. Yeah, like honestly, when they showed up and he was there with Psylocke and they like qualified him as Caliban in that movie, I was like, holy crap, they're gonna have Caliban be one of the Horsemen. And then it was like, no, no, they're not. We're not going to get to see that. That's fine. It, I'm not getting into my problems with Apocalypse right now, but, but yeah, let's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do I got here? Um, oh, we, I think we sort of talked about it on one of the trailers, but it's final use in the movie. What did you think of the use of the X-Men comics? Did you like the way it was used? Too fourth wall breaky for you? or well, did it, did I it thought work? it was... Weird, just because if I remember correctly, it looked like they were really older issues, like forty and fifty cents. I think was like the price. Yeah, and that's that's where it threw me through the loop. I was like, I, I get okay, let's, they made X Men comics in the X Men universe, but they've been making them just as long as like we made them. Like as it happened, we made them. You know. Yeah, I don't know when they, because you know the continuity for these X Men movies is so fucked up. You don't know when the X Men became public. Or, or you don't even know what what timeline Logan follows. Is it the end of like the happy ending of Days of Future Past? Is it the earlier very happy ending? All right, so it's the every, they save the day and then you know all the shit goes down after that. <laughs> then everyone dies. Yeah, ten years later, Professor X kills the them all anyway, is. so that <laughs> totally negates the ending of Days of Future Past. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know when if they became public in the seventies, like they would have. Uh, you know, for the for the past timeline of Days of Future Past, then suddenly the X-Men could be a thing. Well, no, because it wasn't even, like, a team then. Right? Like, Magneto was public enemy number one, but they didn't really have the X-Men as, as something that was happening. So, so this is know. why the comics don't work in the film. Yeah, well... I mean, I kind of like... I, I like the way they use them. More of, like... The, the you know the X Men are sort of mythology and people are writing stories about them and the the twist of like Eden was not an actual place but it just coordinates they grabbed from the comic book I thought that was kind of cool yeah that was an interesting little twist to it because I was expecting it they're like not to be anything at those coordinates and it's just gonna be like well fuck what do we do now 
So were we led to believe that Wolverine had been there and checked it out already? Because he already he kept saying, "There's nothing there. There's nothing there." No, There's I think there. he realized where they got the coordinates from, which was from a comic book, and he he's interpreting it as they saw that as like that's the safe place to go because it's in a comic book. And he's, but he was saying that there's nothing at Eden before he noticed that the coordinates were in the comic book. Uh, I mean, if he was saying that, then I'm I'm guessing he's just that much of a pessimist. But I think like the way it worked is like the the Gabriella lady I think had that comic book for maybe circulating between all the kids, and they just used that as like okay, wherever these coordinates lead, longitude and latitude, we're gonna say that's where we're gonna escape to. Like, that's that's their meetup point, and that's how they disguised it, was they passed around a comic book saying, this is where we're going to go. So when they all got out, they just went there. I, I feel like that's what they did, yes. So that's why I, that's I, why I feel like it worked for me. I, I like yeah. that hidden sort of code for them. And I guess, like, I was curious if that was actually, in a, like, a real comic book or not, but I guess they made that for the movie. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't an actual one. Yeah, because in the in the comic, it's in the movie, it showed Wolverine dropping Rogue, and you can't drop Rogue in the comics because he can fly. <laughs> ah, touche. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I sent you an image there of what Caliban actually looks like in his primal form. That would have worked it, in X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. That's it, no it, more it, worse than what Apocalypse looked like. <laughs> uh, so let's. Uh, what else do I have to ask? Um, well, he kind of looks like Wendigo. You know, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, what death do you think was more impactful for you, Professor X or Wolverine? Charles. Wolverine. Those, I'm those, gonna say. I'm gonna say it was. I'm gonna say it was actually Professor X because I saw what it did. Logan, that's the first time you actually saw any kind of regret or or emotion out of him. Yeah. So I thought that was more impactful to me to see Logan getting actually getting that upset noticeably. Yeah, I'd agree. I think uh, whenever it happened, it was very shocking and surprising. And then immediately when, when Logan finally got up there and his plea of Charles, it wasn't me. Because he didn't want him to die thinking Logan just turned on him and killed him basically in his sleep. Like, that that hit home pretty hard for me. See, I, I want to say Wolverine myself simply because the little girl cries and a 10-year-old girl crying. There's not much sadder things in the world than a 10-year-old girl having to deal with so much loss in her life. Uh, you know, she loses the nurse lady that saves her life from the facility that they're at and then she forms an attachment to Logan and she has to watch him gradually just die and basically end up dying to save all their lives and I don't know it, it just that hit me more than Professor X did I mean at the same time I don't want to take away anything from from Logan's death scene because that was pretty pretty painful to watch too especially like the way you're describing it and like Laura's finally calling him dad in that scene, and that was like, come on. And then his couple last words to her, like, uh, he said, like, don't be what they made you, I think, was one of the things. Mm -hmm. Like, that was that was pretty heavy, too. 
So yeah, I think I mean they both did it, but for me, I think Professor X's death just just a little bit more for me. Uh, what else do I got? Um, since again, since Hugh Jackman's done, they've effectively killed Wolverine. Uh, we got X twenty three and her friends escaping to Canada. So, would you guys like to see an X twenty three spinoff? Something centered around Laura. Depends on like when it would take place. Like, as far as like after or like a before or a prequel or something. Like, like was it twenty thirty two, twenty thirty eight? Oh yeah. Because I think if it takes place right after, that's just too soon for me. Because then I'll just be like, we just bring Logan back already. <laughs> because like yeah, you, know, you guys are bringing him back. But if they space it out more, I think that would let me like believe these characters like grown more. Yeah, I just don't want to see a bunch of stupid fucking kids doing a bunch of stupid fucking kid shit <laughs> and learning to be like going through puberty again. Like, I, I get it. That's what the X Men are, but like, I'm done now. <laughs> you you don't want the Goonies version of the X Men? Yes. <laughs> In Canada. Yeah. Did the Canadian else, Goonies X Men. Like, I don't want to get into like a real, real political thing, but did anybody catch the political undertones for this movie? That there there is a wall on the, along the Mexican border. Oh yeah. The to get to safety, it's like you know everybody's got to cross the border to Canada. They're running from a antagonist named Donald. Like, there's a lot of yeah. shit in there that if you really wanted to poke at it, it's there. It's there. It. I'm not, I won't deny that it's definitely there. They put some undertones there for it. And they shot I mean, this yeah. like before the election, so I think that's just really funny that it all turned out this way anyway. I mean, then you have all these yeah. like military guys chasing down children and shit. Yeah. Doing anything they can to prevent them from escaping. These kids who don't belong there. Yeah. Shouldn't be in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Ten feet higher. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, we sort of talked about eventually they're going to recast Wolverine. I don't think that's, that's going to be a surprise to anybody. How long do you think they'll wait before they recast Wolverine? When they reboot the franchise, finally. And gets like mercifully put it out of its misery. So you think they'll actually wait for a reboot before they recast him? They won't just recast him and throw him into a movie somewhere. I I, I just can't imagine they can be like, okay, let's shit up this like fucking universe we have a little more. <laughs> like, guys, you remember how convoluted yeah. Terminators was? I bet we can top that. <laughs> I think they're gonna go for a hard reboot like sooner than later. Yeah, I I agree. I think this next planned full-on X-Men movie will be the last, and all the plans they have outside of Deadpool will falter and fail. Um, Simply because the outside plans other than Deadpool aren't going to be successful. Now, I'll tell you right now, they come out with a new Mutants movie, it's going to be a failure. They come out with an X-Factor movie, it's going to be a failure. It's it's not going to hit the same chords. They're saying like, oh, we got the Deadpool, and that worked as a spinoff from the X Men, kind of, and it worked so damn well. They're gonna realize that yeah, that's because Deadpool was outrageously popular before that movie, and they just added some weight to that train that everybody has been jumping on. Well, I mean, Fox so, needs their money making character, like the one they can put in every movie that people are gonna go see. It was Wolverine. It is now Deadpool. Yes. But that's yes. the thing, like, Deadpool's barely, like, an X-Men spinoff, because there's, like, no real X-Men in the movie. Deadpool. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter for well, them, I mean, it's still like, part for, of the franchise. Compared to the rest of the universe, like... It's in the universe. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the it's thing. in it's the in universe, that... but it's, it's, like, they could do a hard reset of the X-Men universe, 
and Deadpool's still doing his own little thing is how they have it currently configured. That that's what I was getting yeah. at is they're going to let Ryan Reynolds run as Deadpool just continue on, and after the next one they they may end up just mucking it and rebooting. I was hoping that was coming after Apocalypse, but if they have another one planned and starting production, pre-production, whatever, perhaps we got to live through one more before we get a hard reboot and maybe get it done properly. Yeah, I know they've been burn through Lawrence's contract. I know they've been talking yeah. about another one. It's it's yet to be titled. They're talking about Phoenix Saga type stuff in this one. Yeah, I mean that's another interesting thing to note that we didn't we had talked we might get an answer on that in this and we didn't get any whatsoever was Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Did not play one part in this whatsoever. Yeah. No, it wasn't Essex Corp, it wasn't anything to do with him. So Which looking back, I think I liked that because I think you know, sort of like we were, what we were talking about before. If you start throwing in all these random, like, well-known mutants or villains, that it takes away from Wolverine's story, which is what this very much is, and it worked a lot better this way. So you almost don't want those other outside distractions kind of taking away from what they set up for him. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, um, the what was the real antagonist in this movie? Pierce. Yeah, he's probably the closest. I was, I was more thinking it was just time. Oh, sure. that's heavy. Andy's getting deep. <laughs> I mean, Pierce was there, yeah, and he was running around trying to capture him and, and whatnot. And what was that other dude's name? He was like the second generation Weapon X scientist. I don't even remember. remember his name. He didn't last too long. Doctor Rice. Doctor Rice yeah. was, was it? Yeah, but I mean. I wouldn't say that either of them were like the the factors of what no. brain was really. Yeah, it was time. It was himself. It yeah. was it was the boat. a lot of deep things. <laughs> yeah, the boat. <laughs> um. So you're thinking we could still yeah. get like the the New Mutants movie, the X Force movie, and the Deadpool Cable, whatever they end up doing with that, and just leave that sort of off on its own, and then do a proper X Men reboot franchise thing after that, or even between that. I think they can easily do X Force on its own without having to tie it in any more than they did with Deadpool, because if they do the the proper original X Force, none of those characters crossed over yet, okay. other than Richter in this movie. You know, the the original X-Force, you, you have Cable leading a team with Cannonball, um, Magic, uh, Moonstar, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, you, you get Boom Boom, uh, I'm trying to remember all of the originals, but uh, Richter is there, uh, Domino is there, um, which copycat is actually there. The first, like, 13 episodes, Domino is actually copycat. Uh, Domino's been held captive, and copycat is imitating her, which they used the character who is copycat for Deadpool. Um, was his girlfriend in the movie? Um, Vanessa? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Vanessa Carlisle is copycat in the comics, but they didn't show her having powers, obviously. So Yeah, okay. Um 
I'm just thinking so they, like they, they could really run with it without having to tie it in. See, I'm just thinking you know? if they try to do X Force or New Mutants, especially because again, what I was reading recently was that Deadpool and Cable will be in X Force. Is that even if they do New Mutants, I don't know if just the title alone is enough to bring X Men fans in. I feel like you need that hook for them, and like the hook would have been let's just throw Wolverine in the movie and that'll get people to go see it. And again, the only person they have right now for that is Deadpool. So I don't know if they'd put Deadpool in that movie just because they can to help people well, go see it. One of the things I'll give you is one of the very first villains that the that X-Force fights is Deadpool. Because Deadpool had not become a hero at that point. So one of their first story arcs is actually fighting Deadpool. I think it's an X-Force number two. Yeah, except that they've already sort of established in the first Deadpool movies that he's more hero than villain. He is, but, you know, they can turn him, put him on a heel turn. And, uh, you know, they, it, it, but even at the same time, Deadpool does not have to be a true villain to have X-Force out there striving to stop him. He's crazy enough that he could be doing something he thinks is good and still be hilarious and funny and Deadpool when actually what he's doing could have horrible repercussions leading to a tussle between them to stop him from doing something stupid. Okay. I mean, yeah, if his character could just work, he's a merc for money. It's not hard to make him the bad guy all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they if they want to market the movie. I don't know if they'd they'd get people to see it if Deadpool is suddenly the bad guy. I mean, you could easily have him cheese it up with some like lines about how he's gonna like kill everyone now and stuff, and people would love that trailer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that could be true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, you also got to remember, like Deadpool wants to be a hero. Like it, that. I mean, that's pure Deadpool. He desires to be viewed as a hero, but he doesn't always know how to make it work and ends up doing stupid shit sometimes. So he could be doing something he thinks will make him a hero, but could actually end the world and X-Force has to stop him. Yeah. Okay. You know, so he's having his moment in the sun, kind of like, you know, the, the baby Groot scene where like, Oh, I am Groot. And he's going to push that button, even though he shouldn't. (laughs) And that's where they end up having their conflict. All right. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to come back and speculate probably on this after we probably after Deadpool too because we don't even know anything about X Force yeah. now other than possibly Cable and Deadpool show up. So yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have more news on that at some point later. Um, sort of, you know, talking about the continuation of the of the X Men franchise and stuff instead of sort of rebooting and sort of maybe in line with what they're doing with X Force and New Mutants if those movies happen. Would you guys like to see the X-Men movies continue as sort of like a continuity-free movies and, and like, have different directors have different takes on each movie and just not have them connect to anything? Sort of like, you know, like the classic James like, Bonds used to do. So, like, X-Men one-shots, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, like, yes. the, the, the Fox X-Men continuity is so fucked up, and if they don't care if it matches up to anything, they should just throw it out the window and say, all right, whatever we make, it doesn't have to match up with anything. I would love that, because that means we can get Age of Apocalypse, we can get Onslaught, we can get things that don't make sense in timelines unless they get extremely convoluted in explaining them. Yeah, they get, like every they movie could just have be, that necessity. Could just be an event film. Like, a, you know, like yeah. one of the big event crossover things from the comics. Just make that a one-shot movie. 
with whatever characters you want to use, whether it's Deadpool or or brand new versions of other characters or you know whatever. I think it'd be great, but I think audiences would get confused and they'd stop after like two of them because audiences wouldn't understand what's happening anymore. That's fair. Yeah, the the movie going audience is now getting conditioned to watch these movies in order and have them connect in some way. And I mean, that's just half of their marketing now is like, you got to see this one because you won't fucking know what happens after this. Yeah, you can't just, <laughs> that's like, very you know, true. It's even hard to just go see like Doctor Strange or Ant-Man without seeing the other Marvel movies. Yeah. All right, well, Ian nixed that idea for me, so thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> you ruined our dreams. Yeah, yeah. You and your logic. It would again. It would be nice to see. I I think Ian's right. I don't think they'll do it. I think it's too much of a risk for them, maybe, to actually try that. Fantastic Four, well, though, they should definitely do it. There's nothing. <laughs> they got nothing to fucking lose. That's true. Uh, Andy, you yeah, got it something? would be cool to. It would be cool to see that, though. I mean, Star Wars did it, and they just called it uh, Rogue One a Star Wars story. They could call it, you know, like, Onslaught, an X-Men story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Make but, it I a mean, single. I guess, like, Rogue One, though, really these, fits it, in, though, with the universe. Like, yeah, part of the he's timeline. bringing it back around, though. He's bringing it back around. My hopes are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, What else do I got here? Oh, uh, just generally speaking, what was a uh, favorite scene of yours from the movie? Fixing that water pipe, really like that. Let me know he's a real blue-collar Wolverine at heart. Gets his <laughs> lunch pail, just goes to work. I mean, you got that sense from the limo driver stuff, too, right? No, that, that that's fancy man being an Uber driver. Fuck that. <laughs> like, they got self-driving trucks, but we don't have self-driving cabs. <laughs> the fuck? There's not good, not good enough computer systems to get into a car and tell it where you want to go. I know, but you could, like, make the truck just go. <laughs> and then have it run people off the road <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, it needs some side-viewed mirrors. Uh, anybody else? Well, Ian's going with the water pipe. I, you got anything? <laughs> I, I gotta go with X-23 just killing bitches. Um, it, the, the first scene where you see her actually just... She's eating cereal when they come into the room. And she's just doing, you know, she's very much like a kid. And then she's like, you're really going to make me kill you. Yeah. Okay. So then she just goes and I don't know how many dozen guys she just kills carrying one of their heads out. <laughs> <laughs> just rolls the head up to him and is like, yeah, you don't have enough men for one little girl. That was just to me. That was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, Andy, where you at? Uh, I would have to say the uh, final battle. With uh, X twenty four, with all the with all the kids after he tears through the woods, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Um, in the comics, would an adamantium bullet kill Wolverine? I don't know if they established uh, that's been a theme that in the comics, but that's a callback to X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, that they made that a thematic thing in the movies. In the comics, they kill Wolverine by coating him in adamantium. Currently, Wolverine is not technically dead in the comics. He is covered in adamantium that they poured on him molten, and he is now just encased in it. And so he's that. so he's on solo and carbonite, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except he needs somebody to that can. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like that's so the way I come over it. and just like get all the adamantium on him, and he'd be fine. Um, I don't know if Magneto could do anything about it. Magneto can manipulate the metal, but I don't think he can melt it. 
to get it off of him. Well, can he just it off of it? Yeah. I mean, he pulls it out of his bones. Right, but I kind of feel like he'd just tear Wolverine to shreds pulling it off, too. But well, he, he would heal, heal right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, Magneto could do it if he wanted to, I would think. It's a good question, because I'm, I'm not really sure, because you would think Molten Adamantium would pour onto his skeleton, and it would melt off whatever genetic material of Wolverine is actually there still, and then the adamantium that made up his skeleton would become one with that adamantium that melted onto him. So what is left of Wolverine inside there? Maybe he actually is dead. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like they had one where he was basically just bones, but he had like a couple skin cells left, and then he like regrew a body from that. I think that happened once. Yeah, it did. So I guess maybe the moltenness could like melt all traces of his skin cell, but then I could guess maybe adamantium bone marrow, though. Could have DNA in it, let him regenerate. It's true. I mean, they could explain it away however they want it if they want it. When they want to bring them back, they'll explain it. When? Yeah. And we'll see how they do it. Yeah, yeah. when they've had enough of their X-23 and Wolverine's costume and they want to bring the real thing back, they'll go there. Next event. Maybe. Uh, Andy, yeah, the, the adamantium bullet thing is from X-Men Origins. That was how they tried to kill him in that movie. And all they did okay. was erase his memory. I... Well, I tried to erase my memory of that movie, so... Yeah, there you go. So it worked. You forgot that part. Because <laughs> he definitely gets shot in the head in X-Men Wolverine, or like uh, the Origins Wolverine movie, with an adamantium bullet, but it doesn't blow his head off. No, It just goes but... in and happens to hit the right part of his brain where he forgets things. No, that part <laughs> of the brain? Ugh. Yeah. But, it's, but, you know, it's also a different gun, different bullet, maybe, you know, in the... 50-odd years since X-Men Origins Wolverine, they've created a better adamantium bullet. Firearms are more powerful. Sure. Alright, we'll let that slide. I mean, it's things to poke at. It's not the worst thing. So, is this is this a continuation of the other Wolverine movies? Or are we supposed to forget that the other Wolverine movies? They had told us to forget Origins in the continuity. That had been said before they started uh, First Class and Days of Future Past. And since these movies came out after that, I'm assuming we are supposed to forget them for The Wolverine and Logan. But So The Wolverine had to have happened to get Logan. Like, that actually is a continuity thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, see, we're You're still also spe- sure. supposed to get, what, X3 we're supposed to forget too, aren't we? In some... Since that was basically they told us like let go of, of that. Past. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like a, a lot of it was rewritten by Days of Future Past because Wolverine has bone claws in Days of Future Past. Yeah. So he hasn't had the adamantium put onto him yet. So are we to assume then that in Days of Future Past he never did, but in Logan he did? And I'm getting too confused now to know what the <laughs> fuck is up. The timelines converge. That's the, what happened, Mike. The, all right, let me see if I can if I get a handle on this before I confuse myself. Well, didn't he have bone claws in the Wolverine as well? Uh, in Origins, he did not in the Wolverine. At the end of the Wolverine, he did. Yeah, at the end of the Wolverine. Oh yes, yeah. Which that's the part that we should be focused like that's fucked up because. All right, so 
X-Men Origins Wolverine basically told the story of him getting his adamantium and going berserk and getting loose and all that stuff, which they retell in X-Men Apocalypse, which takes place in the 80s. So in Days of Future Past, when they go back to the 70s, it's before that time that he had the experiment done to him, which is why he doesn't have metal claws yet. Now, the end of the Wolverine, he gets his claws cut off, they grow back as bone claws, they are not adamantium, and yet somehow, in Days of Future Past, which takes place after that, he has metal back on his claws. That's never explained. Yeah, they converge, Brian, come on. <laughs> I think the closest thing I've heard to that is Brian Singer basically singing, saying that, well, at some point in the future, they're hanging out with Magneto, so maybe he just gave him adamantium claws back. That's the best they could come up with. So, yeah, think about, think about that one for a little while. Yeah, it's so cool. I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. My head is blowed. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much else. You guys have anything else you want to touch on? I really think those kids, when Logan died, did a really poor job eulogizing him. <laughs> I think that took away a lot of that <laughs> moment for me. I really thought that she was going to say, well, it's by water, like you said for Professor X. But uh, she launched into that whole, like, Western movie she was watching with Professor X. Yeah. So, I love that they that she moved the cross and made it an X. Yeah, I thought that was yes. a great final yeah. shot. Yeah, that that was that, the part where it hits you in the feels. Yeah. It's like, it, yeah, it really. Yeah, yeah, that's where I started tearing. Uh, so, would you yeah. consider this? I think I think Mike talked talk about it when we opened. But best Wolverine movie, best absolutely best X Men movie. I mean, this might be the best superhero movie we've had. Oh, tall claim. I I would be very surprised if any movie this year surpasses this one. You mean like for you personally? Yeah. Okay. I th- wow. I think uh, I mean I would I really enjoyed this movie. I can see maybe episode eight. Yeah. Yeah, we got time for that one. It. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of other movies coming this year too, but I mean I don't know if they're all if any of them are going to hit them as well as this one did. Yeah, there's a solid bet I, this is going to hit my top ten of this year. I was going to say it was not on my top 10 most anticipated, and I'm definitely regretting that because right now it's definitely number one so far this year. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And it's it's definitely above two I've already seen this year. Like, this is above Lego Batman and John Wick too. So, it's, uh, yeah, I think I'd it's agree. definitely going to be in that top 10. Would you say it's the best X-Men movie? Would you take Absolutely. go for that claim? I it's not even so, close. Yeah. Days of Future Past is the only one that's even close, and that's not even... It's, it's still not close. See, I'd have to watch some of these back-to-back, because I still really like X-Men 2. X-Men 2, I do was, like... X-Men 2 was good. So I'd have to yeah. I'd have to watch that one, and then Logan, like, almost right after each other, and see which one I really gravitate towards. I definitely think I need to see Logan again, because I've only seen it once. So yeah, I, I, it was... I definitely want to go check it out. Just sort of soak it in the second time. Yeah. Yeah, there are yeah, very I'd... few movies I'd want to see again, but that was one, that's, I I would like to see that again. Yeah. And I, I'm contemplating Ian's statement about best superhero movie. It, it's it, it it's right there. It it really like is. It, I mean, I'm still it, it's right there with the Dark Knight for me. Same. Like it's, it, it's one or two, it's one two one two. I don't know which yet. Yeah, because this one 
plays just like again just it's really it's been a lot of compared to the dark knight and the fact that the dark knight is a good crime drama with batman in it and this is a good western drama with wolverine in it yes. it works on a lot of different levels other than just a superhero comic book movie yeah i, I mean i will be hunting down that western poster of this movie i'm gonna try and see if josh has one i doubt it but <laughs> there's a western to... poster of this movie you have not seen the Western version of the poster. No. Oh my goodness. It is, is it incredible. Awesome? Yes. You need to Google that right now. <laughs> what do I um, Western poster Wolf Logan? What Sure, that should bring it up. It, it I I'm gonna have to hunt one of those down and it, it, it might take the place of one of the Star Wars posters for a while. <laughs> Just like switch it, them out every now and again. Yeah, oh yeah, I told my wife that's my full intent. Like Oh, you know. it's it's the drawn picture. Yeah. Yeah. That does look pretty badass. Yeah. Now that I actually really love the movie, I want the poster. <laughs> I wanted the poster before just because it looked cool, but now that I really enjoyed the movie, I want it more. Yeah. Oh, I would take. I would just take the poster with uh, Hugh Jackman's like scarred face in, on the front, too. Yeah. I still really like that first simplistic one of just his hand with the claws out and the girl's hand holding his. Yeah. Something about that that's just real simple that I really, really like. I, I, I liked several of them. I just, personally, I tend to go for the more artistic versions. That's fair. Things yeah. that I, you know, like the, that type. That's just my personal taste. Uh, All right, so I think we hit everything I wanted to. So if you guys got nothing else, we can sort of close this down. Um, is it worth giving a rating? Should we try to give a rating? Or you just—I think we've—it's pretty clear we all I, really, I, really liked it. I do. Um, how? I—I I feel like they didn't really flesh out um, Donald too well. Yeah, we I don't think, know if they had to but, though. There's yeah. not a lot to the character. He's just a mutant-hating prick in the comics. Um, and that's pretty much all there is to him. Like he's a yeah. member of several different groups with the Reavers, the Purifiers, things like that. Basically, all just wanting to eradicate mutants. But I feel like they didn't really explain why he had. The, oh, I think the, they did. The robotic hand. Oh, they? I think they explained that very well. In uh, as to why several of them did, because they dealt with X twenty three before. Uh Like that was my take on that. Was you know they tried to subdue her in the past and it didn't work. Like that's why he was so like afraid of her and stuff. Like of all the confrontations, telling the guys to not shoot and hold back so she doesn't freak out and he loses another arm. Yeah, uh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I I didn't read into that. I see it now though. Yeah, I think that's one of this movie's big strengths. Like we talked about, it. the subtleties of the storytelling were excellent. Yeah, there's not a lot of exposition of just people explaining to you what's happening and why. It's it's a lot left for you to infer. And it, and it works. Also why the second like watchings are going to be great for this. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, this screams yeah. repeat repeat viewings. Uh, anything else? Nothing. No, you no. mentioned something about maybe us rating it, but I feel like we're going to get a lot of tens, like ten out of tens. Which I mean, if we want to rate it, I'm cool with that. We can go around give it give your give it a score out of ten. I think is what we've done in the past. So anybody right. anybody can start. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Andy? Um nine point eight. Ooh. 
What did what did you need for it to be a ten? I don't know. They're, they're just uh, just a couple of little things that just kind of uh, were irritating, I guess. Care, care Some to foxing around the corners? <laughs> care to elaborate or no? Um. can't remember right now, but there were, there were things when I watched the movie, I was kind of like, eh. Like why? Like Xavier clearly is putting that family in danger by eating dinner there? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of them. Um, and also... Wasn't taking his pills. The, 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 the presence of the comic book was cool, but it, I don't know, it just, it, 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 it was kind of a mind fuck to me. It had me, like, the thing with that caught me. I was like, man, who has the rights to those in the universe? I don't think you see Marvel on that comic anywhere. They put the Fox True. logo somewhere on there. That would have been crazy. Fox comic book. <laughs> you open the comic book. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> At least 2029. Yeah, it could totally do that. Uh, Ian, you want to give it a rating out of 10? I'm going to give it a Dark Knight out of 10. <laughs> that means not. I don't know where you're putting it there. <laughs> the Dark I imagine it's high, but I don't I don't know what number that classifies. It's a 10. <laughs> Give it in the Batman voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of thinking like 9.5, somewhere in there. I'm, it, it's hard for me to give perfect scores, but it's definitely up there. And I might give it the 10 after maybe I've seen it a couple more times to really... Soak it in a little bit better, but yeah. So it's was James great. James Mangold? Was he the one that did the Wolverine? Correct. Okay, he did not do Origins. No, thank God. Um, I wonder if he wanted to do the Wolverine, like R. Oh, it was done. Oh, there is yeah. an unrated cut of of the Wolverine. There's yeah, but it's not this. No, 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 no. Like but, it. Yeah. Like the differences are there. Like if you if you watch the PG thirteen cut, at the funeral scene when Wolverine's stabbing people, his claws just go into people like they've done in every other movie. In the unrated version, when he slashes and cuts, you're seeing blood splatter. Yeah. And there's a whole cut scene of like the the ninja lady that he was rolling around with. She takes a snowblower at the end of the movie and just runs through some ninjas and it spits them out the other side. That what? got completely cut. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the whole scene that at the needed end, to be when cut. he's getting stuck with arrows and they're holding him in place, she gets like a snowplow or something and just eats people with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's reminiscent of like the Deadpool you're about to get killed by a Zamboni. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, 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 it. There's a reason that was cut. They, I think they realized how fucking ridiculous it was. I don't know. You should watch it. It's and, pretty awesome. <laughs> no, I've seen it. I've seen it. It is awesome, but it's also ridiculous. Like it didn't fit the movie at that point. True. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like um, after this movie, James Mangold is going to be uh, one of the more sought-after directors. Yeah, he was actually, I think back in the, when they did the Wolverine, I think he was a fill-in. So they had somebody else lined up for the Wolverine, and they backed out. I think, I want to I mean, with with the job he did on this, I, I can't see anybody not wanting him in, in there. Yeah, because I even think he was reluctant to come back for this one. I think Hugh convinced him to come back for just one more. And I think when they finally got creative control I mean, to basically do what they wanted to do, I think that was knocked, a deciding factor, too. He knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, some of these shots are just Absolutely. beautiful. Oh, they're un- unbelievable. And the fight scenes weren't jumpy. <laughs> Your shaky yeah. cam. Yeah, there's no shaky cam. The w- shots were wide, so you could see what's going on. Like, that's great. I love when you can appreciate the action that people take time to choreograph and do. Did anybody else when when he took a running start at the fence in the in the um, in the limo and didn't make blowing through the fence? Did anybody else go? Womp, womp. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I definitely did. Womp, womp. <laughs> I love that the fence was dragging with the car afterwards, and then he was still yeah. fucking people up with the fence that he was dragging with him. Oh yeah, when he he destroys like three people at once with the yeah. fence at one point, it was just like oh. <laughs> Oh, that's good shit. Oh, yes. Uh, all right, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna wind it down here. Uh, so if you've enjoyed the show, uh, you can please stop by iTunes, leave us a five star rating and review, and be sure to share, subscribe, and favorite the show. As always, you can find us on Facebook by searching Brygan and Super Friends, or go to www.facebook.com/slash/BrygaSuperFriends. And don't forget, you can now send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, all that good stuff at BrygaSuperFriends at gmail.com or at BG Super Friends on Twitter. All the above will work. So that's it for our Logan review. Hope you enjoyed. And on behalf of Andy, Ian, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time.